Well, we are going to be in Philippians chapter 1, uh, starting at verse 12. Uh, as you turn there, uh, how far are you willing to go for something you love? That, that's the question I want to start with. How much is too much for that one thing that you just love? Um, uh, what, what we tend to love, we put a lot of effort, time, heart, soul into it. Most of y'all, well, maybe not most of y'all, but if you didn't know, I, I like games. I like video games. Um, there's a new game I got, and I put in a lot of time and a lot of work into it. And it's a hard game, because once you defeat an enemy, you get, like, points, and you build up these points, and you can level up yourself, you can level up your armor, uh, upgrade stuff. But here's the thing. All right. Um, so anyway, back to what I was saying. I have this game. I really like it. Just got it. It's new. You, you defeat an enemy, you get the points. So I put in a lot of time and work. And the crazy thing about this game, it, it's super hard because if you get killed before you can level up your stuff, you lose those points. Oh. And it's 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 heart wrenching. Um, <laughs> <laughs> me, me and my wife have watched YouTube videos of people just getting mad at this game. It's funny. Um, but but so you put a lot of work in. Maybe maybe that's not you. Maybe maybe. You don't play that game or any games, um, but maybe there is something that you put a lot of work and effort into, and, and sometimes it ends up just falling apart. Um, here's the here's the amazing thing, though, is that that with God, if we mess up, there's forgiveness, there's salvation. There, uh, he knows we're not perfect, but He loves us anyway. He still forgives us when we come into a relationship with Him. And this is amazing news. This is amazing news. Now here's the harder question. And the whole point of the sermon today is how far is too far to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with others who need it? Do we have a line that we do not cross? We know this amazing news. We've been taught this. A lot of us have been taught this our entire lives. But when it comes to sharing this news with others, Where's our stopping point? Where do we say not today? Again, today we're going to be in Philippians 1, 12 through 24. Uh, we're going to be looking at Paul in prison writing to the saints of Philippi. So if you'll turn with me there. I'll read it real fast. And I know it's small. It wasn't as small like a computer. Um, sorry about that. Um, Okay, so this is Paul writing. Now I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that what has happened to me has actually advanced the gospel so that it has become known, so it has become known throughout the whole imperial guard and to everyone else that my imprisonment is because I am in Christ. Most of, my, most of the brothers have gained confidence in the Lord from my imprisonment and dare even more to speak the word. Fearlessly, Oh, speaking more fearlessly. To be sure, some preach Christ out of envy and rivalry, but others out of goodwill. These preach out of love, knowing that I am appointed for the defense of the gospel. The others proclaim Christ out of selfish ambition, but not sincerely, thinking that they will cause me more trouble in my imprisonment. What does it matter? Only that in every way, whether from false motives or true, Christ is being proclaimed, and in this I rejoice. 
Yes, and I will continue to rejoice because I know that this will lead to my salvation through your prayers and help from the Spirit of Jesus Christ. My eager expectation and hope is that I will not be ashamed about anything, but that now, as always, with my with all courage, Christ will highly will be highly honored in my body, whether by life or by death. For me to live is Christ, and to die is gain. Now, if I live on in the flesh, this means fruitful work for me, and I don't know which I should choose. I'm torn between the two. I long to depart and be with Christ, which is far better, but to remain in the flesh is more necessary for your sake. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for letting us be here this morning. Uh, help us to dig into your word and, and talk about what it means to advance the gospel, Lord, and how far we are willing to go. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. All right, so there's three things I want to look at here in this passage uh, about advancing the gospel, about how to know where we are, how far we are willing to go to advance the gospel. One is advancement of the gospel through tough times, advancement of the gospel by not worrying about others, and advancing the gospel through sacrifice. The first one I want to look at is advancement of the gospel through tough times. When I say hard times or tough times, I'm sure many scenarios are going through our heads right now. Uh, maybe gas prices, maybe um, COVID in the past, or maybe a death in the family. Maybe there's financial issues. Uh, if you're a Star Wars fan, uh, going through 7, 8, and 9 was a difficult time. Um, now we got the Mandalorian and Kenobi coming out, it's great. Um, but but there, there might be uh, tough times, hard times that you go through or, or you're going to go through in the future or you've gone through in the past. Everyone goes through a hard time, but not all are the same. In this, in this first point, I want to look at if it's possible to share Christ through these times. Now, as I begin, I don't want to belittle anyone's hardship. I don't want to do that. Uh, I'm not saying you shouldn't be frustrated. Um, but instead, I want to look at what can we do to honor Christ and to share Christ through our words and our actions through those hard times. In, in, in uh, verses 12 through 14, Paul in this passage is in prison because of his faith in Jesus. Uh, and in these first few verses, Paul tells the Philippi in his letter that, that because of his imprisonment, others are, are, have come to Christ, first of all, but are even speaking boldly about Christ more than they have been. Paul demonstrated what true faith is. He doesn't care if his faith got him thrown in prison. He was bold for the gospel of Jesus. While in prison, Paul again still shared Jesus with those around him. And those who became Christians in the prison became bold in speaking about Christ. It's not just other Christians who were speaking bold, but, but those in the prison were speaking bold about Jesus because of Paul. When we face hard times, how can we say that, that we still share Jesus? Do we still do maybe, maybe we we verbally do it, or, or, or through our actions, through through um, what others see in us. Or, or, or do we simply just complain about the situation and forget that and forget that God's still on the throne? Adeline went through this brief stage of being afraid of the dark. 
Uh, she isn't really so much, as, as far as I know right now, but maybe if she gets older, she will be. I don't know. Um, but there was a brief phase where if, if it was dark outside and her light in her room was off, she wanted me to go in there and turn it off for her. Well, myself and my dad both talked to her and told her about how you could flip the light switch on and the light comes on. Um, and it blew her mind, really. Uh, and so she did that. As far as I know, she's not. As far as I know, she's not afraid of the dark. I could be wrong. Um, but what's cool is, is that is that when we go through dark times, what we have to remember is to flip the light on. And obviously, God is that light. When we go through these hard times, instead of looking at the problem, let's focus on God again, who's still on His throne, and He can extinguish darkness. I'm not saying it's going to be perfect. I'm not. Going, I'm not saying it's going to be easy. But we know that God's in control, and how much more comfort can we get? How much more encouraging is that? And, and when we learn to do that ourselves, we need to share that with others struggling in the dark. And how do we do that? Every time I go through a hard situation, I, I, I mean, if there's a death in the family, yes, I cry. Yes, I mourn. But I try to do more than that. I try to, do, I try to show people through my actions and through my words that, that God is still God. If that person was a Christian, I know they're in heaven with God. I know they're, they're in peace. They're in comfort. And I know that it's only because of relationship through Jesus that that can happen. And that could be an open door for me to share the gospel. It hurts still. But God calls us to share the gospel. The second thing I want to look at is advancing the gospel by ignoring others or, or not worrying about what others think. That's what that says. You can't read that. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> Sometimes seeing how or why others are talking about Jesus stops us from doing the same. We get nervous because it might seem like someone else is far better at it. Or, or maybe they're more popular at it. Others might seem like they only want to stir up more trouble for Christianity. And these things can stop us. These things can intimidate us, bring fear into us, and not want to share the gospel of Jesus. That can stop us. Maybe that's not our comfort zone anymore because, look, they're doing it way better, or maybe I shouldn't do it because they're going to make fun of me or mock me or, or whatever. But here's the deal. Here's what Paul's doing. He's not worrying about it. He's ignoring it. He says, yes, there are those who are preaching for the good reasons, and yes, there are those preaching for the wrong reasons. But here's the deal. No matter what reason it is, Christ is still being proclaimed. Don't let that stop you from sharing Jesus. Don't let that stop you from sharing Jesus. When I was in uh, college, College of Biblical Studies, uh, one of the things that I do was teach in front of a class of people who are wanting to be pastors, youth pastors, and, and that was very intimidating because they're supposed to know what they're saying. Not that I was going to say anything wrong, but you know, when you're up there, you're like, Please let me say the right things. Because um, obviously they're not going to do it, but it feels like they're about to come attack me if I mess up. Um, so it's really intimidating to 
preach to teach in front of a bunch of people who, who are Bible students. Um, but I still did it. If I didn't do it, I wouldn't have passed the class. <laughs> I wouldn't have done what I was supposed to be doing. If we let fear and intimidation stop us from sharing the gospel, we're not doing what we're supposed to be doing. The last thing, and I'm a, I'm a, I don't do long when I teach and preach. Uh, just, uh, last thing I, I want to talk about is advancing the gospel through sacrifice. Again, have you ever loved something enough to sacrifice for? Maybe your kids, maybe a loved one, maybe a hobby. Um, when we really love something, we pour, like I said earlier, we pour everything into it. There's nothing we're not willing to do for it. The gospel of Jesus is no different. If, if, if we love Jesus like we say we do, and we want to follow him like we say we do, then we should be like Paul, because Paul got it. He poured his heart into it. He poured, poured his soul into it. He poured everything he was into it for the advancement of the gospel. Paul went to prison for Jesus. He died for Jesus. How much are we willing to sacrifice for the advancement of the gospel? In verses 21 through 24, Paul tells the saints that he wants to die. Kind of a weird statement. He wants to die because he knows if he dies, he will be with God. And I'm not talking about in a, in a suicidal way, but he just he desperately look, uh, yearns to be with God because he knows with God there's no more earthly disease or torture or imprisonment. There's only salvation. There's only love. There's only peace. There's only comfort. And he just he just loves God. He wants to be with God. Have you ever been? Have you ever loved someone enough, maybe a kid again, or your kid again, um, or a spouse, enough to where if you're away from them for so long, like, you just cannot wait to see them again. Like, you, you like, hug them, you kiss on them, you, you just, you may bring them presents, you just do everything you can to show that you love them. This is like Paul for God, and like how we should be for God. He loves him so much that he cannot wait to be with him. However, because Paul does love God so much, he says that even though dying right now would be gain for him, like you'd be gaining salvation, you'd be gaining God, he couldn't because there are still people on this earth who need to hear about Jesus. He sacrifices this desire to be with God because he's doing what God wants him to do to share, uh, share Jesus with others I don't know about you but this hit hard with me and now I feel lazy <laughs> how, how do we sacrifice for the gospel how do we do that what does that look like in today's time start simply by telling someone about Jesus I mean that's pretty Straight to the point. Uh, or inviting them to church if, if you're building up to that. Um, at least invite, invite, invite them to church because in church you know they will hear about the gospel of Jesus. If they don't, 
maybe not the church to be in. Um, but but invite them to church. You might feel uncomfortable doing that with some people, but maybe comfort is the thing you need to sacrifice. I can tell you that when I was a security guard, um, I, I was a security guard for this building back in Houston, and uh, there's a guy who'd come up, and it's kind of weird, but he would steal cigarettes from the ashtray, he was homeless. Um, and I kept seeing him come every day. And one day I, I just was like, I just felt it on my heart to just go talk to him. And so I did. And, and I was very uncomfortable. <laughs> but, but we talked about Jesus. We talked about salvation. And, and as far as you know, he came to Christ. And, and so that was awesome. I had to sacrifice my comfort. Maybe you start by uh, sacrificing your... Don't take this the wrong way. <laughs> Please don't. But sacrificing opinions. Maybe people come to church that you don't think should be in church, or people come to church dressed a different way than you expect them to dress, or look different than you expect them to look. I'm not saying this is y'all. I'm just... In general. Um, maybe, maybe you need to sacrifice... Your opinions, because if there, if, if I, I I love when people come to church, uh, not just so that there's more people, but because more people get to hear about Jesus. This is the place for them. Instead of being mad at someone, maybe we pray for them. Maybe we sacrifice our anger. Ask God to give us strength. Sometimes we all need me too. That's the one thing about these sermons. Uh, even lessons in the youth, a lot of times when I, when I teach them, I'm learning from it too. I'm gaining from it too. It's, it's not just me preaching to y'all. It's, it's God preaching to me as well. Um, or maybe, simply, we sacrifice our time to help out in a ministry at the church. <laughs> there are plenty of ways to sacrifice for the advancement of the gospel. Sorry, my mouth is getting dry. Um, so, one of the things I really love in, in church, in youth ministry, is Disciple Now, Dina. That's what's coming up in a couple of weeks, right? I love Dina. That, like, that and camp are my, my biggest, my, my most favorite, my most favorite, is that proper English? Uh, my favorite events in youth ministry because those are the highlight events where we actually see students uh, engage with the gospel. We actually get to see students uh, react to the gospel. Not just hear it, but react to it. I know there's something about it that's more powerful at D-Now or at camp than it is any other time. And I get to see kids rededicate their lives. I get to see kids who come to Christ for the first time I can see kids who simply just need prayer because something's going on in their life. And that's why I love these events. Yes, there's a ton of fun that goes with them. But I love these events because of those moments. But, but events like this can't happen unless there's work, time, and everything poured into it. Um, not just by me, but all those who volunteer, host homes, leaders, Everyone sacrifices so much to make this event happen. I mean, not only do we 
uh, need host homes like we've been talking. We, we actually got those covered now. But, but there's a lot that goes into it. There's, we have to get food ready. We have to get shirts ready. We have to make sure kids are actually signing up. We have to, we have to do a lot of prep. We have to figure out what we're talking about that weekend. What's the theme? Do I have my worship leader? Do I have my speaker? Do I have my leader? We, we, there's so much that goes into this. My head hurts sometimes. But it's so worth it. The sacrifice that goes into it for the advancement of the gospel of Jesus Christ. God wants his kingdom to grow. He wants to see people coming to him. But we are the tools for God to do that. <clears throat> if we do nothing, if there's no sacrifice, on our part, we're not doing what God commanded us to do, like I said earlier. And disobeying God is a sin. God wants us to sacrifice some things in our lives for the gospel. Paul understood this. He poured everything he had into it. Maybe you're here and you're asking, why should I put so much work into this? Why should I care? And if that's you, I'm glad you're here, first of all. Uh, and, and that's a great question. Why? Why does this even matter? So once you come into a relationship with God, you begin to see how much he loves you. You begin to see that even before he got on the cross, which was torture and eventually led to his death, he was physically tortured before that. He had a crown of thorns plunged onto his head that dug into his skull. He had a cat of nine tails that ripped his flesh. He didn't have to do this. He doesn't need us, but he loves us and he wants us. And he's willing to go through this for us because he loves us. See, here's the deal. God created everything perfectly. Created everything perfectly. Humanity, sin, sin entered the world. Corrupted everything. Now there's death, disease, all kinds of bad things. Gas prices going up. Sorry. Um, but sin has entered the world and corrupted everything. Yes, God could have said, Adam and Eve, uh, I'm going to make it to where you don't sin. Like, he could have controlled them, if you will. But he doesn't do that. He gives them the free will to, to choose to obey him or not. Just like he gives us that free will to come to him or not. Because see, if he forced you to do that, as some people believe, that would not be love. <laughs> have you ever been in a relationship with someone who's forcing you to love them? It's not good. I hope you have it. A relationship where you choose to love someone, that's a relationship. Where you pour everything you have into that person, that's a relationship. Where you communicate to that person, that's a relationship. And Paul, and Paul, and God wanted a relationship with us. So, so while sin corrupted everything, Jesus came down to us, God in human form, we didn't want him, we didn't ask for him, but he did it anyway because he knew that he's our only hope, even if we realize that at the time or not. He died on the cross, he, did, he took that torture for us, he rose again, defeated death because he loves us. He went through that because he loves us. He provided a way 
for you and me because he loves us. How do you not want to share that with others? How could you not want to help God advance the gospel, to build his kingdom, even if it's someone you don't like? Ask God to give you strength. Build a relationship with that person. As the band, as, the, as Barry and the worship team come up, I want to close with the question, how far is too far for you to share the gospel? Where do you stop? Where's your comfort zone? And the answer, it's a trick question, if you haven't figured it out by now. The answer is, there shouldn't be a too far. We're going to pray, and we're going to have a moment of invitation. If you've never accepted Christ, I encourage you to make today the day. If you need prayer, I would love to pray with you. If you would like to become a member of the church and you haven't done that, we'd love that too. Um, but think about that as we go into the time of invitation. How far are you willing to go for the advancement of the gospel of Jesus Christ? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for everything you've done, everything you're going to do. Lord, we uh, thank you again for letting us talk about what it means for us to be Christians, what it means for us to advance the gospel.